I did have I did have someone ask me like or one of my friends do the whole neurobiologist thing explaining this. Yeah. And when they were like uh like how, are we are we like more similar to dogs or pigeons, I think was the question. What that's such um, a specific question. Yeah, I don't know why they asked it, but they asked me and I had to look it up. And I was like, well we're eighty like genetically we're eighty five percent similar to dogs and I can't find the genetic information for pigeons. <laughs> And he was like, wait, so you're saying like 15% is what separates us from a dog? And I was like, yeah, but we're also like 95% similar to a mushroom. So yeah. it's not like, yeah, like, are we not like not 95%? How are we not similar to like a banana as well or something like that? Yeah, you're like 98% similar to a banana or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, genetics is fucked up. And like, that explaining stuff like that to people who don't have biology experience, mm-hmm. it fucks with their heads yeah. so badly because they don't actually understand how genetics works and they're like up. yeah but how am, how am I 88 like 98% similar to a banana and I was like you just are it's yep. not that's what that is yep. like on a on a purely mechanical level you are 98% similar Gentlemen, internet. This is the Gaming to Start podcast for the twenty seventh of April, twenty twenty one. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And video games are still not, not happening. happening. <laughs> yep. um, well, not video games that we care about. That's no, the, we we bumped yeah. this a week. There are video games we, out, but yeah, yeah, we bumped this a week because last week we were like, "Hey, there's actually we haven't really done anything new," and then still nothing happened this week. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this will be more of a catch up and a little bit of news rather than anything else um, yeah. about stuff that. There's nothing new here. Just catching up on stuff that we've 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 been into. Yeah. Um, do you want to go? We feel we feel obligated. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like you know, if you lose the moment you the moment you start slipping more than a week, you're like ah, maybe we just don't fucking do it until August when games start coming out again. Wait, when's Deathloop? I mean, yeah. When's Deathloop? Uh, I got pu- I got pushed. September. It's like September yeah. now. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, of the next actual video game. Like, out that's what I'm thinking. Like no is, joke, but... Deathloop might be the next big. It, there can't thing. be video games until September. That's not how that works. No, I like, mean, obviously there's going to be small... St- no, you're right. Resident Evil's two weeks away. Yeah, Resident Evil's close, which I won't play, but I care about. Um, I am I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I'm probably going to play that game, which good, surprises yeah. me, actually. But... Fucking um, like, seven, Seven's great. I loved Seven. I seven was a fantastic game, but I didn't play it. No, I still think it's great, but I didn't play it. I, I watched... I played played in inverted commas watched somebody play seven via the um agdq run which is still one of my favorite oh, speed yeah, runs yeah. i've ever done oh it's one, of, it's one of the best agdq runs in a long time yeah. like so i i, I saw all run. of that game from start to finish i was like cool this looks like an excellent game that i will never fucking play yeah um and the next thing that the next new even then i was guessing new video game it's not new video game is the mass effect remasters on yep, 14 14 like that's which, yeah, that's a that's a big deal for that's a big deal in our house. Uh Biomutant, do you remember that game? No. The, it's uh um It's the thing with that it's the thing with that little brat with the eye yes. patch and the big sword. Yeah. Where you mutate yourself, yep. Sure. Um yeah. are you interested in a HD remaster of Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne? Nope. 
Cool. Because those those games are balls hard. And um, I don't want to play that. Okay, Necromunda Hired Gun. That game that looks kind of interesting is uh, start uh, of June. So yeah, there's that. So there's, there's, there's the Mass Effect remastered, which are three games I've played to death, and I'm going to yep. play them again. Uh-huh. And then there's nothing until... Guilty Gear Strive, which is yep. then the eleventh of June. Yep, eleventh of June is. The I next. don't know. I don't know how many weeks I can talk about Mass Effect. That's not. No, uh, but I mean, the, yeah. So like, yeah, you might be. You may. You might be right. Mass God, Effect. There, so, there are not a lot of video okay, games. Okay, Resident Evil, Mass Effect. I'm. I'm. I'm on the fence. I'm probably going to end up picking up Returnal, which we'll talk about later. And yeah, I know. Um. Can I interest you in MLB the show? <laughs> no. no. Like okay. what? Yeah, exactly. Wait, is that that thing? Okay, this is the last thing I'm checking. Is that World Ends With You not soon as well? That's July, isn't it? Was oh, it? Yeah. World Ends That's With Ju- You. That's like Neo? end of July. Neo, yeah, Neo, the World Ends With You. July 27th. You're right. Yeah. Cool. Well... <laughs> We'll see how this goes. Fucking hell! Yeah, what no. happened? The fact, right. is this is this where the pandemic hits us? Yes, like we like, suddenly realised the video games just didn't happen last year, so they like, don't come out. That's actually, the, yes, like yeah. all the schedules have all been completely screwed by all of this. That, so, that's that been, new fucking fighting ex layer game that's coming out. If you want right. to see Skullamania again, I'm actually but, super interested to see you play uh, Strive, that Guilty Gear game, because that thing. Yeah, I I do not. I don't understand what that game does or is happening at any particular moment in a round of that game, but fuck me, is it pretty to look at? <laughs> like, oh, that's the like the the entire reason that well, the two reasons that I'm playing it is that one, it's the only video game franchise that I've legitimately not tried to, or fighting game franchise that I've legitimately not tried to learn. Yeah, like I've given every other one an attempt. Like I tried King of Fighters and I've tried Street Fighter, obviously, and all the other shit. Guilty Gear's one that's always passed me by. I even played like fucking Inbirth at some point. That was bizarre. But Right, yeah. Um But yeah, that's the only one I'm not trying. I do specifically so that I can play it and then bring it at game of the year for best looking and have it win. That's okay. The, Fair that's enough. the entire reason that I'm playing it, but yeah. That game really does look spectacular. It, it looks really, really oh, does. It looks incredible. Like it looks so good. Everything that you've ever seen of it, it just looks amazing. Yeah. Like, it feels like um, I was watching... Um, like, there's so many games that are just like, I don't know the date of, but they might come out this year. Yeah. Like, stuff like fucking... Um, that Ghostwire game that oh, t- yeah, might Tokyo come Ghostwire. out this year. Yep. Like, yeah. That still just says... I actually, I looked that game up yesterday because I, I remembered about... Or I remembered it existed. It says 2021. I'm just like... Yeah. How, oh. at, at some point, maybe. The, the worst one, actually, has been the saga of... Um, saga the skywalker saga that lego star wars game which oh yeah yeah is now a year late i think like it was announced it was announced at e3 no two years ago yeah because it definitely got announced on a stage at e3 two years ago for the for like that for the following year i think and then the following year happened and it was just like it just kept getting bumped and then when it got bumped the last time, it was like, I don't know, twenty twenty one shrug. Yeah, like sometime it, maybe. Yeah, and you so you know how um, like it so at the Google News on on your phone if you've got an Android, um, you know like it, it 
obviously knows what you've been searching and will give you news results. I've, I've never used Google News. Okay, so I, I, I just get news notifications because I turn it on for just like important stuff. So it works out like, hey, you're in Edinburgh. So here's seven things from Edinburgh Live about various <laughs> things happening and all this kind of stuff. Um, it's obviously picked up that I've Googled multiple times, when is the Skywalker saga coming out? So you end up getting fed stories from like all of these Lego blogs and like parts mm. of, you know, it definitely one of those situations which is like, here's a part of the internet that you obviously knew existed, but you don't ever interact with, but they all just put it up in front of you. It's like, yeah, when is the Skywalker saga coming out? And every, like, the amount of fervor behind this thing about the fact this thing is not out yet is yeah. wild. Oh, I'm, I'm sure people, people that like Lego are insane. Like, so they, they go the, wild for it. There was an article, I think it was a month ago, like still there's no date like there's still no date on this thing but there was an article a month ago that was like the spanish let me get this right the spanish lego facebook page i think i'm saying this right put an actual lego spanish yeah like like lego spain whoever it is the spanish language facebook page put up an ad for or, or put some post up about skywalker saga right and the entire community I, went. The entire community went. They're advertising it. If they're advertising it, that means it has to be soon, right? Because they're putting up post. Like they wouldn't have started their marketing spend if they weren't. And I'm just like, that's not how that works. You guys are. <laughs> you guys like. I appreciate your your interest, but you guys are crazy. Like no, it's not interest. It's fervent. Like it's it is, just like. It's I mean, fervor. like. I am excited about that game. Like the idea of like all nine movies in a Lego game, like. I am very excited for that game, but not to the level of like I'm analyzing Facebook pages and it's oh it's well. So now I get every single time anyone t- says anything about Skywalker Saga, it gets put to my Google News feed, and I'm just like oh, some oh, random on Twitter says, "I wonder where the Skywalker Saga is," and you know, yeah. like that's and it's even worse actually because it still hasn't worked out. Why don't the- you? Why don't? Why don't we just turn the website into like? Skywalker Saga blog if it gets so many hits. Like yeah, exactly. You're, you are the you are the central source of all information about the Skywalker Apparently, Saga. So. Just like hit the SEO real hard and just be like, if you're we'll, pl- like- we'll plug you into um oh fuck god I was gonna make a reference and I forgot the name of it. I fucked myself. What's the name of the fucking what's the name of Pro- Professor X's weird helmet thing? Um, Crypto? No. No. S- uh, Cerberus? Cerebro. No, no. Cerebro? Cerebro. That's the yeah. one that is Cerebro. We'll just turn it, we'll, we'll plug you into it like Cerebro <laughs> and it's just only for Skywalker Saga news. Like, that's mm-hmm. the. Yeah. Which means that, like, absolutely you, nothing will happen for, like, four days and then suddenly I'll get a ping somewhere and go, ah, somebody mentioned it. Like, oh, yeah. It's just you in a dark room with a, like, colander on your head, and then I mean, every so often th- you go like, ah, someone said something! And then that's it. That's... I mean, that's been most of the time anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? The, the, uh, the, current, the current, here you go, final report, the current, the current rumours <laughs> on, on, the, on the forums are that it has to be a, and out now, E3 It's a black flag campaign, it's a, <laughs> yes, it's a exactly. dead drop. Like. Yes, exactly. Um... The current thinking is that it's going to be part of an E3 presentation, and they'll say, "And it's out now," because ah, I see. Is the is the, is the current thinking? That's a, that's a thing that'll happen. Yeah. Also, what the fuck is happening with E3 this year? Nobody said anything. They totally have. Have they? I've yeah. not been paying attention. Oh right, okay. Well, I think did I did I write it down for news? But they definitely said like we are doing a thing that is has the E3 branding on it, and it's digital, 
and every company... Is it just a bunch of people just doing individual showcases? Is that Kind of, except that Sony aren't there, and I want to say Microsoft aren't there, or aren't officially, like, associated with that thing, but they will be doing something. But, like, Ubisoft Uh, and Bethesda are doing something, and, like, it's it's happening. There's the PC game show that'll happen at some point, I assume. Exactly. Um, I'm kind of shocked that I didn't write that down, but yeah, there's an E3 thing happening. A thing okay, called E3 cool. is happening. Um, so how have you been filling the time since you've been waiting for Skywalker Saga? Oh yeah, so video, video yeah, <laughs> sorry, I forgot we're a, we're a Skywalker Saga video yeah, game yeah. website now. We should probably talk um, about other things as, as opposed to I'm that. trying to think, how do, how do my video games relate to the Skywalker Saga? Um, is this you trying to segue out of fucking Lego Star Wars? Well, I thought we had to relate everything back to the the Skywalker saga now, so that we could hit the SEO. Oh, you're right. Sorry, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You're um, right. So I'm going to talk about a game that is not Lego and not Skywalker related. Okay. Uh, how the fuck? This is you've you've backed me into a corner. Yeah, exactly. Got to stay on brand. Got to stay on brand. We'll lose that sweet um, sponsorship money. <laughs> Much, much, much like Skywalker Saga, no one knows when the new Final Fantasy XIV expansion <laughs> is going to go. come out. There so, you go. Uh, what Natural. they did instead was release the new patch, which is patch 5.5, uh, which I played. Um, it is pretty good. Um, it's got a new uh, trial in it, which is like the final weapon fight. It's like Diamond Weapon, which oh, is wow. very cool. Um, it's like a fight that you do it in the sky and it appears on like two platforms and you have to like jump between the platforms because like moves hit different places very interesting sure um and then did the extreme version of that fight which is like the hard version which was um difficult it was very hard i'll bet um uh, we my my fc has a like regular like 2 p.m on a saturday we go in and do a thing for like an hour and a half nice and it was extreme diamond weapon that week. I think we sat there for like two and a half hours and got the kill on the last pull, which nice. is usually how that happens. Um, it was like literally like everybody going, "Okay, right, one more," and then that's it. And then we killed it, and that was the. I was very impressed by your um, your guild photo that you sent me on IM of all of you mm. in your planes. Is that a plane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was after we killed as part of that Saturday thing. We went through all of the the savage raid tier. From two ago, yeah, two red tiers ago, uh, which was like the Final Fantasy VI tier. So, like, we did the savage version of the train fight and the savage version of oh, uh, wow. Chad okay. Nook and all that stuff to lead into the savage fight with Kefka, right. which is considered one of the best and one of the hardest savage fights in Final Fantasy in, so in 14. Anyway. Are these savage fights just like, do they just remake big fights from the series? Is that basically what No, so, so, so you're the. The raid series that existed in the patch before was called Omega, which was like the. Um, it's hard to explain in the context of the story, but it's essentially like a robot that can jump between parallel universes to find the most powerful fighters. Oh, and it's basically, okay. It, it's an excuse to go into other Final Fantasy games and pull out bosses and be like, sure. now fight this. Um, and this was the, the Final Fantasy VI tier. And every raid tier has the normal raid tier, which is like a normal raid and then the savage version of that which is harder because it has no ground markers and no like indicators for like like normally oh, when you do like a stuff in normal it's like he's going to do a move here's the bit on the ground you need to avoid yeah, that yeah. doesn't have any of that 
and also has new mechanics on top of it. So it's a completely redesigned fight. Cool. Um, and yeah, Kefka's fucking hard. Like really, really difficult. It's like the hard one of the hardest things I've ever done in that game. Right. Um, and it took us like a month of every Saturday for two hours sitting down and trying to learn that fight. So it was... And it's like learning it in bits because it obviously happens in stages. So you would like get to your wall and then be like, okay, we're going to learn it up until this point until we can do that. Then we'd do that and then get to the next mechanic and be like, what the fuck is this? Deal with that for another week and keep going. But there are points at which in that fight there are so many mechanics layered on top of each other that... And they're all individual, where different people are learning different things that all have to sync up. Right, of where because you've all got different the, roles. Yeah, it, it's like there's a point at which in that fight where so you've got you've got melee DPS, range DPS, healers, and tanks. Those are the, the yep. four things where the melee DPS of which I am one are dealing with the boss in the middle of the arena and dealing with the fact that he's launching big circle AoEs onto yourself, so you have to, like... But also, by the end of all the circle AoEs, we have to end up at the north side of the arena to meet up with the ranged DPSs who are doing a completely separate thing of, like, guiding missiles away from everybody to meet us at the north. So it's four people doing two different jobs that all have to sync up at one point at the very end. Jeez. All the while... The tanks and the healers are dealing with another completely separate mechanic where Kefka has like cloned himself and is like trying to do big conal kicks out of people, but you have to then they have to like run through him to point him to the outside of the arena so he doesn't kick inward and kill everybody, and then also deal with another like it's mental. There are so many things going on all at once. How much that, how much leeway do you have? Like if if somebody fucks very up, very little, done, very little. Yeah, like right. the if. If the melee DPSs fuck up, they put ground markers in the wrong place um, that could then potentially kill someone, which means they can't do their mechanic. Mm-hmm. If the ranged DPSs fuck up and put their markers in the wrong place, the same thing could happen where they cross the beams and either kill each other or kill other people. If the healers, the tanks fuck up, Kefka kicks the entire arena and kills everybody. So it's like a big cleave that just basically kills everybody that's on one half of the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and you're dealing all the while you're dealing with um, big meteor markers that are on the ground. So it's like stack markers where it's like four people need to take this all at once. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take them, the whole raid wipes. So it is Jesus. Like it's multiple things all at once where people just have to execute on this well enough to deal with all of this stuff happening all at once. But we did it after about a month and a week of trying it. And yeah, the photo I sent you was at the end of the fight when you kill Kefka, there's a, a mount drop, which is like a little plane. Because um, one of the the bosses does a thing with like summoning planes and doing bombing runs and stuff like that. So they give you like a mount version of the plane. Um, right. And yeah, we all did it. We all sat outside our FC house and our wee planes and it was great. <laughs> I didn't notice at the time because we were all busy chatting or whatever, but when you're in that mount, it plays the the third and the fourth movements of Dancing Mad as you're, like, driving around. Yeah, yeah. So it is... It's insane, because it's, like, the the movement that is, like, massive organ chords that then lead into, like, the proper rock breakdown bit. So it is... It's a med- It's crazy. It's such a cool mount as well. It's great. I loved it. I also um, really liked... Because you've talked... You told me before about, like, how much... Um, 
fashion's a big part of FF14. Yeah, and like fashion 14 is like the true endgame as everybody seeing said. Seeing that guild and it's like you and your full-on dragoon armor and then somebody just dressed as a frog and you're just like, so, oh, yeah, awesome. we had a, there, there are a couple of people in the guild who are really focused on glamours and so have like a bunch of different armor sets they can swap between at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did like, so I just had I had the the armor set where it's like here's here it's the new armor set from this raid. It makes me look like Judge Gabronth from FF12. I like this armor set. My dragoon's gonna look like this for a while. It's great. Um, they did thematic glamours for nearly every fight. Where they the first the first fight of that raid tier is the train is Ghost Train from Final Fantasy VI. Yep. It's Phantom Train, um, and they did that fight as train conductors. So. They got glamours that made them look like like they got the jacket and the hat and made themselves look like train conductors. And um, glamours are just like it's just the visual aspect of an armor, not the stats, right? That's yeah, it's just yeah. it's transmogging. It's, it's trans-mog. just making your armor, okay. yeah, yep. which we'll talk about later as well. Yeah, but, I was going to um, say, yeah. Uh, so they they made themselves look like train conductors, and everybody was like, "Oh, this is great." Um, and then Kefka started, and they were like, "We're going to do clown glamours." It was like, what do you mean clown glamours? It's like we're gonna make ourselves look like clowns. And I was like, okay, there's like there's like Harlequin sets and stuff that you can make yourself oh, look sure. like. Oh sure. Yeah. And yeah, so our, our our raid leader turns up and she's in like she's got the pointy shoes and stuff, and I was like, Yeah, that's kind of what I expected. And then her girlfriend turned up and she was just dressed up. She had the Harlequin dress, but a giant frog head. Nice. And I was like, okay, sure, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then one of our range DPSs turned up, and he was just dressed up like a giant pig. And I was like, "That's not. That's not so it, just, it, it just became the opportunity for put on your dumbest glamour, and that was what happened. We ended up with that picture where everybody just looked fucking stupid, except nice. for me and my goddamn judge armor. But that was excellent. Excellent. Um, so yeah, that was great. So yeah, diamond weapon fight really cool. The extreme is really difficult, um, but not unmanageable. It just takes a lot of like focus. Um, mm-hmm. Because it is the same fight where you're having to jump between platforms, but yeah. you have to do it in a way more coordinated way because there are things that can fuck you up. So it's it's really cool. Um, I, mean, I mean, you saying that it took you a month to do that stuff makes me feel much better about our fucking GTFO adventures over the past. Oh yeah, like the, 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 the Keska fight took over a month. Like that was yeah. crazy. Um, so like we we got uh, yeah, like so the the new rundown got announced for the week you're hearing mm. this in fact it's the 29th i want to say it's thursday so the thursday yeah, yeah 29th um so they announced the new rundown which means the current rundown is going to go away so we're like okay we need to push through and see how much further we can get in this so they i'm sure i've talked about this before but this rundown they added a new system that is designed to let you make it easier for you to see more of the levels but still keep it still keep the challenge there where they basically split up the levels to be like every level has like three levels of objective. So there's like the normal mm. objective <laughs> and in the very GTFO way, the standard objective is called extreme. Um, no, sorry. The the second level objective is called extreme and then it's overload because um, everything's fucking terrible. Um, but basically you can comp- you can unlock the next levels. Every stage, every layer of levels, so like A, B, C, D, E, has a specific amount of um, clears needed to, op- to open it. So, right, like, yeah. so like level C requires like five standard, three extreme, and one overload to unlock the next level. So we finally unlocked D, which is the second, second final 
um, layer. And it was just like, it was one of those moments where we'd played the level so many times that it was just execution. And yeah, you just that's... Pull, you just pull it off. See, when you'd pull it off and it's just so smooth and it's like, yep. Yeah, that's raiding. That's just what raiding is. Totally. Yeah. But it was like, yep, we're at this door. So we put these turrets down here and we stand here and then we wait for this thing to happen and then this kicks off. And yeah. Um, it's, it, it, it's cool that... that games can give you or different games can give you that sort of experience that you totally. can only get in mmos before yeah like the raid and experience and especially like again like new new rundowns are like my favorite part of that game where it's just like everything yeah, is totally yeah. totally unknown how do they how do they fuck with you this time yeah the... so but now that now that they've got these different layers of objectives in the levels you get more of that now so like we did our mm. first because we had to we had to do at least one overload to get next section and we just picked one of the, the, the first levels to do the overload um and the way that they, they they gate it is you basically you get a specific type of key you put it in a specific lock and then choose which objective to open so we we opened yeah up, i remember this yeah. Yeah, yeah so we opened up the overload one which we'd never done before as soon as you step through the bulkhead to go into the overload section alarm kicks on and does not stop for ah, the rest of good. the thing so you're just constantly being chased yeah, and you yeah. have to sprint your way through this level, get to a terminal at the very end, put in a command, hold up for like a minute, and then sprint all the way back again. And it was... It that's, was that, that's very counter to how that game normally works. Right. And it's that chill moment of like... Because once the alarm had gone off after the, the, the bulkhead had opened, we were like, okay, cool, we'll just we'll hold up here and wait till the alarm goes off. And then like the enemies thinned out and the alarm was still going... And uh, one of us was just like, I can't remember who it was, but one of us was just like, that's not going to stop, is it? And we all just looked at each other and went, fuck, and just grabbed everything and just started running. And just like, because the fact you need to keep moving means that so many of the mechanics of that game just stop working, where it's like, you can't, it's very difficult to stop and heal people because you need to like, you need to like equip the med pack hold the med yeah, pack against yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Like, it's so much more difficult to do that. So you're, you're running low on resources, you're having to take stops at specific moments to tool up and then it was just yeah just complete panic it's yeah. great um yeah so the yeah the next rundown is next week and that'll be fun the they're always they're always very cryptic about what they're adding but the thing the way they're talking about it is it looks like they're adding um uh verticality to those levels which sounds fucking terrifying oh, that's fun. Yeah. um that sounds real scary. <laughs> yeah, that um, be because normally it's like relatively two D those levels, but man, um, looking forward to that. So yeah, the other other thing in the patch was the new raid tier, the new near raid tier. Oh yes, the third, right, third tier of Dark Apocalypse, uh, which I can't remember the name of because this one had a really dumb name. The other ones were wait, what a near related thing has a dumb name. I know. Okay. Well, the other the other one was just like puppets bunker and stuff like that. Like it made sense. This one had a stupid name, right. but um, yeah, really cool um, alliance raid. So it was like, oh god, how many people? Twenty four. Oh wow. Like okay. Sure. Um, really, really cool fights. Um, obviously, like near to shit. So they're like fucking with you the entire time. Yep. Um, there is. I won't spoil any actual mechanics because there are some really cool ones that is better if you see for the first time. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about them more later on down the line. I definitely um, want to still see that raid when you get a chance next time you run. Oh, I'll do. I'll, I, I'll do all three with them. Um, yeah. So you can just see them all. But yeah, they're really really cool. That third one in particular has some real cool stuff in it that is a it's a real change. But cool. um, yeah, 
good stuff. Um, good story from both that and the weapons thing. Um, they're also leading into the new expansion pretty well. With they're kind of like trying to tie up a bunch of threads all at once because there was the there was the weapon storyline which is now done because you've defeated Diamond. There was the near storyline which is now done because you've done that third raid tier. There's the um, the Bojan Southern Front storyline, which is going to get resolved in patch 5.5, which is next month, I think, May. Right. Which are all storylines that are going to feed into the next big expansion, which is Endwalker. Um, so that, they're going to tie all that up. They don't have a date on that yet? August, I think, is what they right. said. Okay, um, so they have at least talked yeah. about it. So They've got time, yeah. Um, but yeah, good patch, super fun. Um cool. Good story, good story, main story as well. Like some fun moments of yep. um, characters interacting. Uh, and then the other thing that I've done is that I I went back into Destiny, so I took a break from Destiny for a bit, um, which is relevant. Yeah, we'll talk about it yep. in news. But um, yeah, because the new season starts in five weeks, three weeks. That sounds about right. Like yeah, um, and that season is. Fault of Glass coming back, which is something I actually wanted to actively see again. Yeah. So, wanted to take time to kind of like power up and make sure I was at least at cap, if not pinnacle cap, before that happened, so that I could be involved in the raid next. Have they said that they're are they doing anything to Vault of Glass, or are they just bringing it back? They're they're actively changing it. Oh, okay. I don't know. I I don't know how much they've talked about. They're adding champions into it. Right. I don't know if they're like changing mechanics or changing how things go or whatever like nobody knows gotcha. but, um, okay my guess is that they make minor changes but nothing major is my yeah. guess but um so yeah first time i've interacted with the season uh season of the chosen and yeah it, it was it was from what i can tell that it's weird seeing it from this end because it means that i basically got to run through the entire story of the season in like three days um as opposed to like doing it week on week on week Mm. and yeah it was actually like from what i can tell looking at it in retrospect it was actually a really good season like the story was really interesting and actually really well told for a destiny story um it had like multiple threads that were interesting and there was intrigue and there were like there was character there was like um the whole fact that um Aldrin Sov is now back as a guardian and like a lot of the season oh, right. was devoted to like a lot of the season was devoted to him him and Osiris and Saladin as you're trying to deal with this like invading cabal force. Like this is the whole the whole point of the season is that um uh Keitel, who is um oh fuck, what's the name of the guy? I've not done that raid in so long I've forgotten his name. You could say literally anything and I'd believe you. No, the, the the fat dude with the wine glass, the old Cal. Oh, Cal. Callus? Callus. Callus, yeah. Callus' yeah. daughter, Keitel, turns up and with her branch of the, the Cabal uh, Empire mm-hmm. and says, The darkness is coming. We should, we should have an alliance, but to have an alliance, you need to become part of the Cabal Empire. And Zavala says, What? No. And then you have a fight. That's the whole thing. Okay, <laughs> um, but the, the 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 many stories that are going on are things like you discover that the cabal want to assassinate Zavala, so you learn a lot of like backstory to Zavala and like how he thinks about stuff. And it's a lot of the season is devoted to like 
Zavala basically getting a lot of comeuppance for his inaction over the past like six seasons. Oh, interesting. Time, okay. Every time something bad happens, it's like a lot of Guardians don't like Zavala because every time something bad happens, Zavala just goes, hmm, we're just going to need to wait and see about that. As yeah, opposed yeah. to going like, no, let's go do a thing. But um, you have to basically do stuff around Zavala, but this is Zavala being like, you and Osiris and uh, Saladin and Aldrin Sov, who is now called Crow, um, dealing with the effect of Keitel trying to invade Earth on your own without Zavala, because Zavala doesn't want to act, and then going to him and being like, we've done all this to make sure Keitel doesn't just fucking stomp us. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's like Zavala getting come up. And so that's there, and then there's the interesting story of Aldrin Sov as Crow coming to terms with the fact that he's a Guardian now. He obviously doesn't remember who he is, because that's yeah. the point about becoming a Guardian, but like, I'm it's really- a lot of... I'm really glad to see that Aldrin Solf has finally become the fucking scene kid he was always meant to be. Yeah, he's like, got like a cool cape and a mask and yeah, you know, he's like called Crow. Yeah. Like he's called okay. Crow. Um Great. His, his ghost got a new name that's edgy as well, but um Nice. Uh but yeah, so it's like it's like that and Osiris and Saladin basically saying to him, You need to be careful. You've done a bad thing. It's not your fault because you're not that person anymore, but people will be mad. So just lay low. And then obviously like him trying to deal with that while also trying to stop a war effort. Of course. Um, so it's like, it's, it's, it's actually a really cool story. There's a lot of little things in there that are really interesting. Um, and cool. seasonal activity was battlegrounds, which were very typical destiny thing of go to a place and kill a bunch of stuff and then throw balls at things um but it has this whole background mechanic of it, it, it's weird because it kind of mirrors the stuff we're going to talk about in news where it's a really elaborate system to get something that was really easy before right where so they brought they brought back umbral engrams which was from yes three seasons ago yeah which used to be like you got the Umbral Engrams, you could spend a thing to focus them, and then that would get you specific things from the focused Engram. Now, it's... You have... There are... One, two... Two different currencies? Yeah, two different currencies that are... When you do things in, in this season, you get this thing called Cabal Gold, which is a currency, it's just sure. gold, that you can feed into this hammer that... To put runes on this hammer that let you then go to the battleground and at the end there are big chests that you break with the hammer that charge the hammer oh, that you then spend the hammer charges to focus Umbral Engrams because they brought Umbral Engrams back. Right. So it is... So it's an extra an layer of system. bullshit in yeah, the middle. It's this, it's this extra layer of we need a seasonal activity so we put this extra layer with this extra currency on it. Wow. To then... So it also means... That if you come to the season late, like I have, mm-hmm. and you're trying to play catch up, it's actively more difficult to use the Umbral Engrams because right. you are having to build up Cabal Gold, which is like you have to do playlist stuff, so like Crucible and Gambit and Strikes and all that stuff, to build up the gold to use the hammer to then get into the battleground to charge the hammer to then focus your Engram, but you can't just go in with the hammer to get the hammer charges because there aren't enough you don't get enough charges from one run to focus an engram so you then need to 
get spe- another specific currency, which is like reputation for the the special war table that you're dealing with all the cattle stuff at, mm-hmm. to let you enhance the hammer in different ways that include getting more charges or getting more gold and stuff like that. So you end up having to play catch up a lot to then get to the point where you can use this umbral anger, which is fine. Like it was my choice to take a break. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not expecting to come in and instantly be able to get everything. That's fine. So the one thing that they did right that I'm actually quite glad they did was they ditched the the old like weekly bounty system. Okay. So like every every vendor would have like a weekly bounty yeah, that would yeah. give you a lot of XP and it would help you how you'd progress in the season pass, right? They now changed it to actually how other games do season passes, which is every week you get a set of objectives that you can fulfill to then level up your season rank that will then let you Oh okay. That then lets you do that stuff. So that makes that easier to do because when I came to it all of the tiers of the season ranks were unlocked. So I could just do stuff and oh, get you could just start working rewards. Through it. Right. Yeah. So I got halfway through the season pass in like four days. Like <laughs> just just by doing stuff. And right. it was like unlocking shit left and right and giving you so much XP for this stuff. Right. So um that's good. That's a really good system because it means that you can come to a season late and catch up really quickly on the season pass. But they then <laughs> counter that with because the, the season pass thing is also how you get the rep to do the focusing or like enhance yeah, yeah. your hammer to help the focusing so you can enhance your hammer really quickly like i did but it still means that you haven't done the weeks of like playing crucible and gambit and strikes to get all the gold that you need to exactly focus you still need your hammer to, and all that stuff yeah you can't you can't speed up the amount of currency that you're exactly yeah accruing. so you're, you're yeah. speeding up one you're speeding up one half of the thing without speeding up like the other half so i'm currently trying to catch up with other people on the hammer front on the focusing of the umbra because there are like there are good weapons in the seasonal pool that would be good to have like mm-hmm. the the new the new smg is really fucking good and it's like you could you could if i had been playing for those weeks it would be really easy to focus engrams to get a really good submachine gun mm-hmm. so i'm trying to catch up to do that it's like that sort of thing so it's it was a season where they made some changes that were better in terms of the season pass stuff but also expedited out a lot of systems or yeah. like not expedited out um dragged out a lot Stretched of systems out, in other yeah. ways stretched them out to try and i don't know why but they did sure um and yeah from the stuff i've played like the new strikes they put in are really good like they were they were super interesting strikes um the new guns are there's a couple of new guns that are really cool like i said like the new submachine guns just like a a legendary submachine gun that is feels really good to use and has good parts. Sure. So there's like the exotic scout rifle that you get from there's like a new optional activity that's like you go and investigate this weird ship that appeared out of the darkness that has it's like kind of like a like a mini dungeon oh cool puzzly okay. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool little encounter. It's fun. Um but at the end of it you get like this exotic scout rifle that's like a lever action rifle. Oh and huh. Um, as a perk where it's like if you get precision hits it like ramps up the damage and the reload speed and stuff so you get into like you get into a rhythm once of, you yeah. yeah once you ramp up you're firing really quickly and reloading it really fast and it deals <laughs> quite a lot of damage so it's really fun to, for a scout rifle it's really fun to use because scouts are normally terrible but that's yeah. really fun to use and it's good in PvP as well it's like super it's like three taps people it's great huh. um, and yeah it's like but there are there are 
there are still problems like stasis is still an issue in pvp like it's way way too good which they're trying to fix next season and yeah like it, it's it's I still don't Destiny. Regret, yeah, I don't regret taking the break because I needed to take a break for a bit from that game. Yeah. But coming back to it and seeing all the stuff that they've done, it's been cool because it means it's reminded me of like, oh no, this game's actually like when Destiny's good, it's really fun. It's just all the other shit that they mar it in that yeah. makes it bad. That, yeah, and we'll talk yeah. about that that shit in a little bit. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of all I've been doing. So if you want to talk. About yeah. It. So there's like a couple of catch up things. I got really back into Apex. Mm. Um, like I don't know what triggered it, but I was just like, "Hey, I wonder what this game's like again." And I just got really back into it, and it's just it is just it, that game feels so good to play. It's yeah, it's one of the best feeling shooters. Like, and you don't destiny, and I don't feel bad about being not great at it like mm. like the idea that because when i when i said to you like it feels like half of my games are just like wipes within the first three minutes and the other half like it goes on for like 20 when you end up in the last three and you're like yep that sounds like apex that sounds like how yeah, that works that's apex. like, that's like the idea that you're having that you're dropping in places you're just like yeah you just get wiped immediately um, but yeah if you if you if you get a jump master who's insistent on like dropping in the hot yeah. and everything that's gonna be a fight like yeah. every time so it's just, and like I'm, I'm i'm still learning olympia olympia olympus yeah, olympus. The, the second map is um yeah. so i'm letting other people do drops for that at the minute but i'm like okay this this actually makes a lot of sense um and yeah just the it's definitely worth it for those moments where like everything comes together and you pull off some like i've had like final kill like a good a decent number of times now um mm. and you start to learn yeah, when she's once once that game starts to come together, it's 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 really really cool. And I've started playing a lot mm-hmm. more Rampart, and I really like her as a character. Like the, there was definitely a time when um, we ended up in a like three way team fight in the one of the like the houses on stilts in yeah King's Pass, yeah, yeah. and we just held up at the top of the thing. I dropped two two barriers, dropped my uh, the turret, and just like fucking mowed people down i was like yep that's when yeah, all that rampart's comes together a, rampart's a lot of fun yeah it's, she's 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 got she's got the fun kit yeah a big minigun is always big really minigun good. works pretty well um got uh started again with disco elysium with the final mm. cut final cut mm. that's what it's called right um yes yeah, that game is spectacular, like, in a billion different ways. Like, this is not new news, I realise I'm, like, I'm a year and a half late to this, but, yeah. like, that game is just, spe- like, I-, I think I said this to you, but, like, I'm playing it going, why are there not more games like this? And then you realise when you take a step back, you're like, this thing must have been an absolute nightmare uh, to put together. Yeah, when you listen to the the writers and the producers yeah. and stuff like that of Zom when they yeah. talk about it, that thing... Like the, the 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 reason that they put the joke in Disco Elysium of the the teens who made a super ambitious RPG yeah. and had it fail yeah. is it's self referential as like yeah. their this this game was like their last ditch effort to get something off the ground. Yeah. Like when you when you read into it, it's like the the partner of the main writer or like the, the business partner of the main writer mm-hmm. like sold a Ferrari or something like that. Yeah. To to fund the game so it is like proper last ditch stuff but yeah it's yeah yeah and it's just like it's when you and again they do a good job of hiding a lot of the mechanics not hiding the mechanics like 
so like as you're having these as you're having these conversations and the various parts of your psyche are, are pitching in like yeah. when you actually look at it like i knew it was there but i'd stopped paying attention to it but when it actually looks in it's like your logic is coming in here now because a, a dice roll happened in the background and succeeded yeah so you're the, like the 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 the, the skill system is like effortless like yes it just does but it. it's also yeah. like the amount of dialogue in that game or the amount of writing in that game that that you will never see is mm. astronomical mm-hmm. and is like such a yeah, like the, the the confidence they have to be able to write all of this stuff and now voice it that yeah like you would have to play through two three four the times fact that that see. game is now fully voiced is yeah insanity it's to me wild so much in there yeah. yeah and also it's good like the voice acting is really good like the person who yeah. plays the the um the psyches are just he's just spectacular like he's just really really good at it mm-hmm. um and yeah like yeah there's so much stuff in that game that is 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 so well done and it's the the, the everything fe- like obviously like that game is designed well enough where it will put you in the places you need to be to find stuff but yeah the effort so there's this, the, the the one that really got me was the um so i finally got to the point where the the bridge opens back up or the bridge gets fixed and you go across the warlock yeah yeah. and it's like here's a whole other half map that's now opened up to you that you can just wander and you're just wondering that and actually one of the perks or one of the the thought cabinet stuff you can get is like hey you can zoom out further like you can scroll wheel out further so why Mm -hmm. the fuck would you ever want to do that and it's like oh actually the level of zoom that you can go to makes you feel claustrophobic enough where it does feel like you're actually exploring this area because you can't just see off into the distance. Yeah. And this giant other half of the map has opened up and you're just like, okay, I think I know where I'm going, but like, and roughly the fishing village is here and then there's this weird building up here and this earth, and it's just like, so when you go up to the, 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 um, what do they call it? The walkway, the broadway, the, what's the term for that? Boardwalk, thank you. The boardwalk up at the back and you find the body up there. Yeah. And you're like, this is like, the most corner of this map that I would very easily not have found. And then yeah. that ties into this other place that you've been and all of this all ties into this other thing. And like, there was a set, I realized, because I, I played that, when I played that game originally and thought I'd locked the game, I realized how I locked the game where I hadn't. Mm. There was an entire section of the town I hadn't seen. Oh, where, yeah. Like because, I, I knew it'd be something that like you can't lock yourself out yeah. of that game. Like so, no way. So yeah. I didn't realize the um. So you know, like um, the behind the whirling rags, there's the the girl on the other side of the fence. Yeah, I hadn't put two and two together that you can actually go there, and the way oh, you get so you didn't. So you I hadn't seen like Joyce or anything like that. You didn't meet. No, I, so no, I'd, I'd gone yeah. round to Joyce, but I had missed the going into the set of apartments in there, like the courtyard where ah, the guy's smoking right. and like yeah. that apartment section. Like I'd missed all of that. So I'd like, what is this entire, like I've spent like hours in this place and I've missed this entire section of this thing. Yeah. And then you do the, then you go into like the, the, the basement, of the commercial district and like you meet the dice maker and all, like yep. all of this, it's so dense with stuff that mm-hmm. it's just it's just so good. And like, you really do feel like you're creating your character. Like your your character does feel like this malleable. Yeah. They, they can become a bunch of different things very quickly. 
or uh, like like over time, you do get to take them down very specific roads to be like, actually, yeah. you know what? I'm doubling down on this it's, thing. It's like I said at the time, it has a very tabletop feel yes. where you know what you know it's not but it feels like everything's like very ad hoc and it does, like you're it, doing stuff off the cuff yes yeah, it does yeah. feel like somebody's dming you in a really yeah. interesting way where it's like oh you're really interested like it's one of the one of the things from the um the cyberpunk tabletop game i play like one of the things in the rule book is like make sure you're listening to what your character like you explicitly ask your characters when they're making them, like, what part of this setting are you interested in? Yeah. And then they recommend that you take that in and then make that part of the story. And that is very much what it feels like Disco is doing, is, like, as you say things, and with the Thought Cabinet system, as you say things and go down specific um, dialogue routes, you're like, ah, you're interested in... You like like, communism, don't you? You like communism. Or, like, you say sorry a lot. And all of yeah. this kind of stuff, and you're like, yeah, it does feel like something's DMing you from the outside, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a, such a spectacular. It's one, game. it's one, it's one thing I really like from those um, indie tabletop RPG players that are systems that draw a lot from uh, Dungeon World, and yeah. Apocalypse World, Apocalypse and stuff, World, where it's yeah. like the the questions at the start, yes. where it's very much like a what what do you want. Uh, the, the the main one that I like, which I I take and adapt for D and D and stuff like that when I run that, which is like be a fan of the players, like yes. don't don't actively try and fight them, like yeah. want them to succeed, like don't yep. just throw stuff at them because it's there. But um, yeah, it's yeah. really good, yeah. But yeah, and yeah, and Disco has that very much um, adaptive. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, ad hoc. Oh my god! I can't use words today. What the fuck is going on with me? It's been a while. Uh, what's the what's the what's the the brand of comedy that I'm thinking of? The, improv, uh, improv. Yeah, like that okay. improv feel where it is yeah. like um, it feels very reactive to whatever it is that you're doing. Yes, um, for sure. Especially when especially when they start the copper type stuff where they start making yeah. the type of copper uh-huh. you are is almost uh, not offensively, but it's it, it's intrusive. It's very self-reflective like when i got mine i that mm. felt like that game was looking at me and being yeah. like that's that's mm-hmm. what you are like this is you and yeah i, was... I definitely felt that as well and then when it started to reveal what another one of them was going to be i was like if i was to go through this game again this is a hundred percent the type of cop i would want to beat because this sounds like yeah. i don't know how this makes any sense but i really want to see where it goes yeah um, I don't know. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't know what type it is, but the the one that the one that stood out to me was the the superstar cop, which yep. was like the you think you're the best. Yep. You think you're the best, which is the important distinction. Yep. Where you you think like you have a handle on every situation, you know what it is, and if it's to do with copying, you're the best at it. Yep. The truth being is that it's all. Is it all in your head? Flash and no fire. Like you, you're. It's entirely just in your head, and you act like you're the best, but you're not actually. Yep. That seems so dangerous and destructive to that story that I yep. don't know how that would work if you went down that. If you let your mind go down that road, yep. like it is. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. But yeah, like that game is 
infinitely fascinating for like so yes. many reasons. It's yeah. I also the last. It's good, it's good that you. It's good that you got to see it because yeah, that's totally. not a game you would play. Like no. that's not a game you wouldn't play. That game, totally. but yeah. Um, the, the the last thing the the thing I really liked and the thing that you only really learn the further you go in so like as your as the parts of your psyche chip into conversations so like I've got high empathy on my character mm. so like so they'll so your empathy will, will pitch in and go you probably shouldn't ask or or, or you'll get to a point in a conversation where you're interviewing a suspect and the, the, the empathy will come back and go like you probably don't want to go any further with this particular line of questioning because you feel like they're getting really irate. And you're yeah. like, okay, cool. That's useful to know. It will still let you do it. And I've definitely yeah. had a situation where it's gone well. Like, like the empathy has come back and said, you should stop. And I've gone, I really need to... So the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, like, super minor spoilers for a bit in the middle of, uh, of, of Disco... The interview that when you're talking to the the truck driver who's a poet, yeah, that fucking broke my heart, right? Because there's a yeah. se- there's a section in there, and I'm assuming there's another way of doing this, but either I'm not skilled to be able to, in the way to be able to do it or not. But there's definitely this moment where like he's like this super nice dude, and like he's he's just trying to get home, to, looking forward to getting home to his to his family and all this kind of stuff. And you have to, and you discover that he knows somebody that's a suspect that you really need to know about where their truck is. And I was trying everything I could to get this information out of him without just like pulling rank and pulling police and being like, "No, you have to yeah, fucking yeah. tell me." Being a cop, because because yeah. my empathy was kicking in in the in the conversation, going, "You will break his fucking heart if you yeah. like you've become good friends with him." I was like, "There's gotta be a way of doing this," and there was just no other way. Like every other branch had had gone nowhere, and I was like, "I'm gonna have to do this," and he just the voice acting and the writing just coming into being like, man, okay, fine, but fuck you. It was just, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. glorious and horrible and yeah, such a good encapsulation of that, of that game. It's great. Um, very quickly, like I played the, the new Oddworld game came out for PS plus. Mm. Oddworld Soul Storm. Soul Storm. Yeah. Uh, Oddworld video game title. Yeah. The... Uh, that game is an Oddworld game. Like yeah. almost like, like from the nineties. Like from the nineties, and it's just I just didn't. I just I, I was I've never been turned off by a game so quickly to be honest. Especially once they start doing the really slightly more complicated like platforming puzzle stuff, and yeah. those checkpoints are trash. And I was like, yeah. I cannot keep doing the same five minute section over and over. I'm just I just don't care. I just don't care. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you like those previous games, like this is for sure one of those ones, but just does nothing for me. Um, yeah, and then finally, I was hoping. Uh, so, the Resident Evil Seven, no, not Seven, Eight Village eight. is what it's actually called. Um, they put out. They they had another um, stream where they announced a bunch of stuff, um, and st- then put out this demo series, I suppose. Where the last week they had a had a a thirty minute demo, and then like after I'm done recording, I'm going to go play the second the demo that they put out because it doesn't unlock. It's 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 as we're recording this, people in the states can play it right now, and we can't, and I don't know why yeah. it doesn't unlock for everyone. So I for 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 after this podcast, I have a video of someone playing through it. 
okay to go so i can see it as well so So, yeah so i'm gonna go play through that um but yeah i am actually it really turned me on that game because i was like i watched somebody play seven because i am a massive like i like i like scary games but like seven seemed like just all jump scares which Mm. i can't deal with like consistently like that kind of stuff i just can't deal with especially because it's first person and all that kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. Like, the 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 perspective change really changed yeah. how that game worked so yeah but playing seven uh playing village sorry um like i'm actually super into what they're doing like the the first demo is the 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 village part of it like you're outside and you're getting introduced to this town and some of the mechanics and and some of that stuff it just it's really good. Like I, I really like mm-hmm. what they're doing with it, and yep. uh, looks you know, you incredible. Can just, you can just you can just say that you want the big vampire lady to step on you. I mean, that's going to be. I assume this is going to be part of uh, part of the demo the that's demo. coming out today because it's the castle demo, she's, right? She's finally she's finally going to step on you. Yeah, I really like. I, I know we talked about this briefly last time, but I really enjoy the. Um, the freedom that a bunch of news outlets have gotten where it's just like, okay, people have doubled down on this big vampire lady, so we're just going to do a bunch of stuff where, I think it was like a Taco article that referenced some YouTube video somewhere that was like, okay, we've actually worked out based on height and probable BMI, like, what the the pressure, if she was actually to stand on you, what it would do, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, in those stilettos, like, just going straight through your fucking head, and yeah, of course, you probably yeah. actually don't want her to stand on you, and then the comments all being like, nah, this doesn't matter, still stand up, like, it was just, yeah, it's great. So, yeah, the, you're not ever going to convince the internet that the big lady shouldn't step on you. No, like, exactly, that's... but like, the fact that somebody went and did the science, and was like, yeah, she'd probably course, kill yeah. you, it's like, yeah, it's fine, if I die, if he dies, he dies. Um... Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to playing the rest of that demo, but I'm actually super into what they're doing, and it's not as... I, I don't know what makes it different from 7 for me, but it feels more playable. It feels... the. So I, I, I don't know, because I've not seen the castle demo or anything like that, mm. but the the village demo felt a lot more... 4? Wide. It, it felt a lot closer to Resi 4 for me. Yeah, like that yeah, so that was, I was talking about this with my girlfriend, was that 7 felt a lot like 2, where it was like, des- mm. desolate, desolate location, like, you don't know what the fuck's going on, you just have to explore and find your way through yeah. it, whereas 8 feels more like 4, where it is this more seasoned person... Not not just not just like of the oh yeah it's a village and a castle which four was as well yeah but it's this like more seasoned person the areas are bigger it might be a bit more action orientated mm. than seven wars was but then yeah. the stuff that you're seeing from eight where it still has the the big lady is chasing you Mister X style yeah thing and the thing that was happening in seven as well with like the the family like jack and all that stuff were chasing you it'll still have that that edge that that yeah. oh shit something's but coming it, for me it, feel. It, def- it definitely feels like seven wanted to be more I mean, realistic is a relative term but like it wanted to it wanted to evoke that um that thread of horror um that is like yeah of uh, course yeah, yeah it wanted to absolutely be more survival horror than- it wanted to be more survival horror and like kind of more down like the kind of body horror like creepy family style stuff whereas this feels much more traditional this feels like this feels like an evolution of what resi was before like it Mm -hmm. feels it feels like it's batshit insane 
it just it doesn't really make any logical sense, but yeah. it's still fun to get through. And like, also that game sure. looks yeah. spectacular. Like, it does yeah. The the RE engine is a real powerful engine that makes a lot of really yeah. good looking games. And like, I'm playing it on PS5. Like fucking and... fucking Monster Hunter Rise runs off of the, the yeah, RE right? engine. Like it it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm playing it on PS5 and it's just it's really really nice looking. Um, it runs really really well. Um, yeah. You're not. You're not. That's not. I don't know if you saw this, but I, I came across this uh, during the week. That's not like so. It's it's the RE engine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is it? It's R- not the RE. Yeah, it's RE, but it doesn't stand for Resident Evil. Yeah, it's the Reach for the Moon or whatever it is. Yeah, something like that. I was like, which explains the logo, but you're like, really? That's okay. Like, sure, fine, but like, that's okay. Sure. Um. Yeah. Game. I'm so I'm excited to go play that demo and then. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that there's actually a game there that I kind of want to play. So, yeah. <laughs> but I love in that I love in that village demo where you're like, oh wow, this is like a cool perspective and this looks really nice and like these people seem super creepy and all this kind of stuff. And then you go up to the first door and it's like, you need to put two faces into this door. Yeah. I'm like, cool, Resident it's Evil. Still, it's still awesome. a fucking Resident Evil game. Yeah. You need two crests to open up yep. the, the game. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Um, so that's everything I've got uh, for yeah, that's everything I've got here. Uh, cool. so we'll go Music quickly break. into intermission um, and I'm finally getting to actually do this so I talked last episode about how disappointed I was with Medium mm-hmm. um, and I'm still like the, the further I get away from that game the more disappointed I get with it actually um, yeah. super super mad at that um, but uh, Akira Yamoka did the soundtrack and even the soundtrack I think I said at the time was not not to the level yeah, of like it, it, like three and four. I've, I've listened to that whole soundtrack and it isn't. It a lot of it does not sound like an Akira Yamoka no. soundtrack. It's really and weird. to be fair, yeah. there, there are two people credited on the soundtrack. It's Yamoka, yeah, and, of course, and yeah. one of their music, their music director. Um, but it just it like anyone expecting like Silent Hill three four levels of soundtrack. Like it's just it's just not that. But the the one track in it again, like a lot of the soundtracks, the best tracks on it are the ones with Mary McGlynn. Um, doing vocals. Mm. Um, so this is a track actually called Fade, which I can't even remember what actually where it is in the game. I think it's one of the the, the core cutscenes. But it's Mary McGlynn and Troy Baker doing a duet. Oh, sure, okay. Uh, it's super cool. So it's called uh, Fade from the Medium soundtrack. Um, check the post for links. You can pick this up, and we're back with a little bit of news right after this. These scars I hide, you Why can't we run? Why can't we fade away? That was Fade from the Medium soundtrack. Um, check the post for links so you can pick that up. Um, and I, I think it might just be on Steam. 
I don't know. I'll need to check, actually. I don't know if it, if it ever made it out to anything else. Um, so there's a little bit of news that we should probably, we should probably mm-hmm. cover. Um, so it was interesting to wake up one morning and see a bunch of people talking about how they've just fucked over Destiny players again. Yep. Um, and then because I, I, I read the thing, I was like, "Oh, cool! They're finally adding transmogs to that game." And then read what was involved, and it's like, "This seems they're unnecessary." They're, they're adding transmogs in the most fucking bungee Destiny way possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh God! Right. Tra- right. Strap in for this one because this so, is going to be good. Like super high level thing. Transmogs are for people who don't play MMOs are basically the ability for you to have a set of armor, but make it with all the stats and stuff from yeah, one set can, of armor change, and make it look like the, a different armor. Yeah, you could change the way your armor looks. That's yes. that's what transmog yes. is. It's been a thing in MMOs for since a very long right? time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has. It was a system that has not come without problems. Like WoW fucked it up for a bit, and FF14 fucked it up for a bit, but they've kind of worked it out, and it's now generally accepted <laughs> as a thing. Um, it's been a thing that people have asked for in Destiny for a long time, like since D1, that people have wanted a transmogging system because you get a lot of armor in Destiny. A lot of it looks quite good unless you're a Titan. Yep. And the um and people wanna like do fashion stuff. Like that's like Yep. Without with, without people getting into endgame and being like, I want to do a raid every week or whatever, there are people who can like chase armor sets and like make their titan their guardian look good. They can't make their yeah, titan look good because titans don't ever look good. But uh, that's, yeah, like the the one unequivocal um, thing I will say about Destiny is their their item designs look fucking great. Like a lot yeah. of their stuff looks really really good. Like, Absolutely. So people got very excited when they said we're working on a transmog system, and then got even more excited when they said it's coming in season sixteen, which is the next season. Yep. Um, and everybody was like, great, that's awesome, I'm super excited. And then they started talking about it. And the first thing that they said was, we're bringing back Ada One, who was the robot from Season of the Forge, who dealt with all that stuff. Yep. Dealt with all that. Um, she's going to have bounties that will let you get currency to exchange to turn things into universal ornaments, which is the phrase for saying this bit of armor has been transmogged. Yeah. And everybody went, okay. Sure, it's Destiny, bounties, yeah, whatever. At the time, I said, man, they're going to f- mechanic the fuck out of this and it's going to be probably worse than you think. And then they talked about it in the latest This Week at Bungie this week and holy fuck, was I ever right? Because, oh. So, you get four different currencies that yes. lead to you being able to transmog a piece of gear. So, enemies, I need to make sure that I get this right, because enemies will drop synth fiber, I think is what it's called. Synth, So yes. Because it's synth fiber. fibers. Yeah, so, wait, so yeah. enemies that you kill will drop synth fiber. This synth fiber can be spent at either one on bounties. The bounties then reward you with synth cord, which yes. is another synth-based currency. Yes. Ada then lets you combine the synth cord at a special loom into synth weave. I love, third that, currency. I love that it's actually a loom. Like, uh, that, yeah. I don't know why. that yeah. Special loom that makes you turn it into synth weave, which is a third currency that you then, with enough synth weave, turn it into a token, which is a fourth currency that then lets you turn a bit of armor into a universal ornament. So yep. transmogging. 
when I said they were going to mechanic the shit out of it, this is exactly what I meant. Yes. Because I expected bounties because it's Destiny 2 and Destiny 2 <laughs> runs off of bounties. But I did not expect this drawn out system of a thing that drops from enemies to let you get bounties to let you get a thing that you can turn into another thing that then lets you turn it into a universal ornament token plus on top so of that, that so that's bad at, at, at yeah. a base level that is them making this way harder than it needs to be because when you compare that system to other MMOs that do transforming systems where it's like oh, you spend some gold, or maybe there's this other thing that you need that lets you transmog your item and it's super simple. This is not super simple. This is drawn out for no reason. Yep. On top of that, there are other things that are happening where the two the two things that, that happen. One is, there is a limit on the amount of tokens that you can make, not per character, not... It's not like a weekly reset thing that everything else is based on in Destiny. It is you get 10 tokens to turn something, or you can make 10 tokens that you can turn stuff into universal ornaments per season. Per season, right. Except for the first season where you could get an additional 10, so 20. Right. So for people that aren't familiar with Destiny, 10 tokens is 10 full armor sets. So... An armor set is a helmet, some gloves, a chest piece, some boots, and a class item. Mm-hmm. So, five tokens for a full set, ten tokens, ten, two sets of armor. Or ten individual bits, wherever you want. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you got that right. That's It's a token per piece, not per set. Yes. No. Yeah. It, 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 one token goes to one bit. So, yes. five tokens is an armor set. So, you can so get ten two full two armor sets if you wanted. Yeah. Or yeah. ten bits, or whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Per character, per season. Yes. That is the the thing. We'll come back to how bad that is. Yeah. But the other thing is that you can forgo all of this and spend silver, the real money currency, yeah. at the Eververse store to get packs of universal ornament tokens. Right. So now we have and there's an additional thing that I'm still not sure of because the wording is really weird. I don't know if those tokens that you buy from Eververse are part of your 10 or you can just spend money and get these tokens. The not way sure. I read it, it didn't seem like it was. Yeah, it seemed like the, they are the, the, separate the read from off your of 10. The, yeah, the read off of the TWAB, the This Week at Bungie, mm. made it seem like you have these 10 that you can earn per season or you can just spend money and do it as much as you want, which... Bad, 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 bad. But, um, so yeah, you can counter all of this just by spending real money. Mm-hmm. So, we now have the full picture of transmogging in Destiny. And I've talked about this with friends. I've talked about this with seasoned players. And the question is, how, when designing a system that has existed in MMOs for years, do Bungie look at that system and make the wrong choice at literally every step of the process? Yeah, like, like nobody I've seen so far is happy with this. It's like, one of the most universally nobody. panned planned systems in Destiny. Like, yeah. Which is even, saying even, something, e- right? Even sun, even sunsetting, which was like a huge deal that caused like a lot of outrage in the community, had two sides of the argument of people going, oh no, I can see why this is a good thing, like this might work. Or... Yeah. People going, fuck that, that's terrible, which they're now getting rid of anyway. Yeah, they're now reversing that. This has been a system that is so universally panned that nobody thinks this is a good idea or a good system or how this works. So look at it from the bottom up, right? Why does it need to be so many 
why does it need to be so many steps? Why do there need to be so many currencies? Like, if you're if you're doing a thing to do the bounty to get a thing to then get a thing to turn it into a token, why why do you need the steps at the end? Why do you need to turn one thing into another thing to turn it into a token? Why do the bounties not just give you tokens? Yeah, like, exactly. So, or or any of it, why not just do the original system of bounties give you the tokens and ignore the start and the middle bit and just give them the tokens at the end? Exactly. That makes me think, personally, that they're doing it as a throttling mechanic to stop people just doing it. So but, that was that was going to be my question, especially because that I kind of got, like that's just Destiny being Destiny, like as somebody who's watching well, it from no, so, But like yeah. the, the, the thing for me was the 10 per season limit. Like well, that's yeah, the so, one that, yeah, that... I'm, I'm, I'm coming to this. I'm looking at this from the whole perspective yeah, yeah. of like, so why, why are there so many steps? So the thing that I, I think of, and when I was talking to people, they're sort of in the same mind as me of like, well, there are steps because they want an exchange rate, which means that it's not going to be one to one. It's not going to be unique one synth cord to one synth weave to get a token. It oh, means God, you're no. going to need more. No, no, no. You're going to need to do, which then makes me think those exchange rates are probably going to be really shit because yeah. they want people to do this a lot. I mean, so even the if exchange rates are going to be bad, even if you just um, take like the the metaphor they're using, like cord to. Or yeah. thread to card to weave, right? Like, yeah. that's a lot of stuff to get from one step to the next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so there's that. Then you come to the seasonal limit yep. of why why 10 per season? Like, why is that a thing that... For, for a mechanic of transmogging that has no gameplay impact... Yep, absolutely none. En- entirely cosmetic and for the good of the player to make their guy look however they want or whatever... Why implement 10 per season? Also, why is it 10 per character per season? Because then you're getting into... Okay, people who play three characters then have technically 30 per season, but it's 10 per season per character. But for someone like me that only then plays one character, why am I then not allowed 30? Yeah. Because these other people then have... But then it comes back to, is that then unfair on the people that play three who see me getting 30 for one character, but they only get 10 for each one of their characters. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're a person that has three characters, but you play one way more than the other, why not give them the ability to say, if you have 30 per season as a pool, spend 20 on one character, five on the other, five on the other, because they play this character way more. Exactly, yeah. Like, why why is that not a thing? And then it gets to the the actual crux of the matter, which is you can spend money at the Eververse. Yeah, I think that's the thing that changes this. Yeah, the the cap on all of this is that 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 a lot of people are saying, and I I can't help but agree with when you look at it from like a bottom-up perspective and you get to the cap of, you can just buy them, is they're trying to purposefully make it difficult so that you're encouraged more to spend money at the Eververse. Like, that is a logical conclusion that you can come to when you look at how badly this system has been designed, where, yeah, of course you can go through all this stuff if you want to, or you could just give us the £8 and get the... Looking like from the, is, looking from the yeah. outside and just looking at this thing mechanically, even the most generous read I can see on this yeah. comes to the same conclusion, is that, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a... Especially when it's coming from... Especially in a world where they've doubled down on the idea where they're actually now outright saying Destiny is an MMO. Yeah. Creating comparisons to other MMOs which have solved this problem 
in a very years specific ago, way yeah. years ago, right? And again, like, because I, I read through the rest of that post and there are some parts of the, the cosmetic stuff that they're reworking, right? So, like, um, they're finally making shaders non-consumable, right? They're making shaders... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're changing a whole bunch of it where the entirety of the cosmetic tab is getting reworked yeah. to include things like your shader is now pulled from collections yes. instead of being usable things that you keep in your inventory. Exactly, yeah. So, which, which is the change, which system, change fantastic one to, system, yeah. Which a change they made from one to two, which was also universally panned, which had the same conclusion of, oh, they just want you to spend money in the Eververse, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're now, they're now doing that, which is great, and they are, they're removing, like, the, the, the legendary shard limit on, yeah. or the, the legendary shard cost to implement this stuff because, like, Regular players have so many legendary shards that it's basically not a resource it's anymore. It's meaningless, yeah. But, um, and they're doing that and then also upping the cost of shaders in the Eververse store. So you can buy shaders in the Eververse store that used to cost like 40 Bright Dust or something like that, but now cost 300. Yeah. Because... Because they're now unlocks rather than... They're now unlocks instead of individual tokens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, so it 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 all... It all comes together under the the umbrella of the 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 conclusion after looking at all this stuff is that it, it drives everybody into the economy of the Eververse store. Yes, which it's not great. It's especially when like it's so obvious. Like it, it, it's I think it's a conclusion that like everybody has now come to because it's mm-hmm. super obvious when you sit and look at how badly this thing has been handled. So it then leads to two things of. <laughs> Does that system come out as written on launch day for the season in mm-hmm. two weeks or whatever, three weeks? Um, and they let people see it. Or is this a is this one of these ploys that are like ploys, air quotations, yeah. that people see in video games where it's like they specifically talk about a bad system to then... Hmm change it later and be like see we're listening like look at like did it did it have they never had the intention to release it like this and have the intention to release it somewhere else but they're doing this for like points like I, it is i it's hard to tell like it's hard to, you it's can hard never to tell. tell something like that it's but yeah. i can imagine like in some bizarro world where they announce this system as it is right now and people go cool like they're not gonna change it like this is this is a opening this is the opening salvo of a, of a negotiation where we're like, yeah, here's the here's here's the one that benefits us entirely and zero you. Yeah, it makes it actively what, more difficult for yeah, the players to see what happens. The system that is supposed to be entirely for the player benefit. Yeah, doesn't do anything to the game. It's just to make our guys look cool. One, like, one of the things that I, I wasn't clear, and maybe this is just an MMO transmog thing, but like, if you turn a set of armor into a universal ornament. Do you lose mm. the ability to just equip that armor normally? No, so the 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 you're pulling from collections. You're not pulling from your inventory. So it's not so like you're you, basically it's not like you you're turn just highlighting armor. A, yeah, so it's, it's armor that you have gathered and is sitting in your collection as like a thing that you have seen. Right. So okay. it's just like you're highlighting a thing and going like, I want that as an ornament, and it goes cool, and then that's it. But that's you've the, got. But you, so if you've actually got a set of that armor, not even outside your collection, like sitting in your vault somewhere. Like, you can still use that. Like, you don't have to spend... You don't have to destroy that no, armor. You, you, don't to, have to, okay. you, you don't have to, like, exchange the armor or whatever. It's literally okay. just a highlight set in your collection and then goes, cool, it's an ornament, and then you can just change it. That's cool. it. Okay, that makes sense. 
Um, which, yeah, which is how other MMOs handle it as well, right. where it's like Final Fantasy XIV has the 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 armor system, where you like you turn you turn armor in your inventory into glamour plates, and then you can glamour any armor to make it look like it. Yeah. Fucking it, WoW had it the same way, where it was just like, yeah, if you've seen the armor, you can transmog it. There you go, and that's it. Yeah. Like it's. But again, like looking at looking at the state of of how you can spend money on Destiny right now, like they're still. I mean, is it still there? Like you're only paying for the the big expansions every, however, but every six months. Yeah. So you, if you if you pay for if you pay for the big expansion, you get the season attached to that big expansion, and then yeah. after those three seasons, you buy a season pass. And then yes, exactly. It. It's still a season yeah. pass. So like, it's interesting that this is the the push. That's like, does this just mean that like? It's it's very difficult to extrapolate out as to like what is the state of Destiny as a product right now if they're if they're putting this kind of system out there that yeah, I can't imagine they thought they were going to be able to get away with right oh like, yeah I I like like Bungie have done some pretty ballsy stuff regarding Destiny to like better or worse for the community but yeah. the community are very good at giving them backlash when they push too far yeah this has been like fucking immediate of like yep. everybody going nah this is bad you need to do this again because again <laughs> because... it doesn't feel like because i read that blog post as well and like they don't there's no part of that that is like and here's why this is good for you except no, that just, it's the yeah. thing that you've wanted for a long time it's like yeah. cool like we know you've wanted this thing for a long time here's all these barriers we're putting up to stop you yeah, from doing yeah, it exactly yeah and it's just like why yeah like, why yeah like it's very hard to see a read on that that's not because we it's want you like, to spend like actual not, money. Not even just not even just the how weird the the like four currency thing is, but like why the limit? Like why yep. for something that doesn't impact the game in any way, why the limit? Like yeah. that, exactly. that makes there's, no there's, sense there's zero, like, whatsoever. Yeah, there's zero yeah, um It's such a bizarre choice and yep. especially like especially I don't know if they were hoping to like sneak it under the radar, but like this close to like the season coming out or whatever. Um, but like a thing that yeah, everyone's wanted for so choice. long yeah bizarre it's bizarre 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 choice that i i can't see them getting away with it like i can't see them not having to change it before it comes out because yeah. if that system comes out the way it is and people have to start doing that along with the new season stuff people are going to be so pissed because those I can't imagine those exchange rate for those materials is going to be good. No, like no way. You're going to have to do so much bounty grounding to get you, one you, token. You don't. And, yeah. You don't choose that kind of metaphor for it to not be a consistent amount of tra- uh, currency exchange. You just don't. Yeah, like, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. Cool. So what else have we got here? Um. So this was a post from the Epic Games blog to headlined. Announcing a one billion funding round to support Epic's long-term vision for the metaverse, cap- capital M, metaverse. Oh. Um, so, just to quote here today: Epic Games announced that it completed a one billion dollar round of funding, which will allow the company to support future growth opportunities. Epic's equity valuation is now twenty-eight point seven billion dollars. This round includes an additional $200 million strategic investment from Sony Group Corporation, which builds on the already close relationship between the two companies and reinforces their shared mission to advance the state of art, technology, entertainment, and socially connected services. So this is interesting in a couple of things. One, that Sony are putting money into Epic completely. Yeah. But again, Mm -hmm. a couple of important things here. This is coming from Sony Group Corporation, not PlayStation. 
and like the 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 the, the senior company, like yeah, the, like Sony, Sony as a whole, is under the umbrella under, yeah. which would include the movie and TV company, which yes. are very interested in, in Unreal Engine. At see, uh, Mandalorian, for instance. Yes, yeah, like it makes a lot of sense that they would want to to continue to. Um, continue that relationship um considering they're also in the movie business that makes a lot of sense um but also like yeah like this metaverse thing is fascinating so they talk about there's a there's a particular line in here somewhere um yeah if it continues to this is from tim sweeney tim sweeney um, mm-hmm. Epic continues to deliver revolutionary experiences through their array of cutting-edge technologies that support creators in gaming and across the digital entertainment industry. Um, strengthen our collaboration to bring new entertainment experiences to people around the world. Strongly believe this aligns with our purpose to fill the world with emotion through the power of creativity and technology. Right, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like this metaverse thing is super interesting, right? It's because originally the thought was like, is this just Fortnite? Is this just what Fortnite becomes? Because Fortnite, there's been a number of articles and, and things done on like, is Fortnite just becoming Roblox? Or like something along those lines, which is like, and I, I, I don't mean that as a derogatory thing, where it's like, Fortnite becomes this sandbox for a bunch of non Battle Royale gameplay based things. So like, they've had their, they've had yeah, their concerts, sure. yeah. they've had their like, storytelling stuff like there's a lot of Maybe stuff they've done in there stuff, so yeah. like is this now just part of what epic are focusing on specifically with unreal engine because like we had like the obviously like mandalorian was a big push for them like there are there are concerts happening outside of Fortnite based on unreal engine like there's a bunch of stuff in there that like they are very much positioning themselves as um like more in the content market as opposed to just the game market and it's interesting to see that mm-hmm. and especially when you, when you look at the the other investment partners and it's like it's a bunch of like hedge funds and stuff like that it's like BlackRock and stuff like that I, Luxor yeah, yeah. Capital and you're like okay sure fine um, yeah it's yeah and then also Epic also announced the are adding itch.io except they're not they're <laughs> So they're, they're adding adding HIO is a scary prospect to anything, to be honest. <laughs> sure. So they're not. When I read the 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 thing originally, it was like, oh, they're like, there's going to be a tab in there, like the HIO tab, and like here's all the edge games and all this kind of stuff. It's like that's going to be a moderation nightmare. But sure. No, they're like listing the HIO app in the Epic Game Store. So you would, so in order to launch it, you would download it on the EGS, right? Launch it, which launches the HIO app, and in the HIO app, you then launch oh. it Edge Games. It's like what? Why do that? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like why yeah, do that's that? Strange. But that was also the point where I learned that they have Spotify on that on EGS as well. So like they are mm. turning EGS into this app store style thing. Which I thought was really funny, considering how much Tim Sweeney was like railing against, like Microsoft App Store. Originally, when like when the Microsoft Store got added to Windows, like ah, this is like this is a travesty and all this kind of stuff. It's like now you're just building your own store now. Like, is it really a problem that like 
Because obviously EGS was built on the back of people with, uh, like trying to sell stuff to people with Fortnite accounts already. You're like, yeah, oh, you've got this account already. Like, here's all this other stuff. Like, are they struggling to find Spotify? <laughs> like, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It's a very, very weird one. Um, so we got a little bit more details about the... So, CD Projekt Red did an earnings call. And it was going to be an interesting mm. earnings call because it's the first big mm. earnings call since all of the like delisting off the PS Store debacle, all this kind of stuff had happened. So we actually got some numbers, um, which I thought was actually kind of super interesting. So Cyberpunk sold 13 million copies, which is very good for that for that game out the, out the game. Yeah, they only refunded 30,000. So there's some <laughs> there's some interesting reads on on what this means like does that 30,000 mean refund that they themselves facilitated by sending discs in does it count refunds done via the stores like the various like Sony and Microsoft stores yeah so the polygon article that talks about it here uh, players were also able oh actually it does say here Players were also able to get refunds through Sony and Microsoft, which were not included in this tally. In December 2020, Sony not, not only offered full refunds, but removed the game from the store. Blah, blah, blah. So this is 30,000 minus the store-based, like the Sony and Microsoft refunds. Sure. Which I which doesn't actually answer a bunch of questions about like... Wait, how many... minus? I thought I said it doesn't include. It doesn't include. That's what I'm saying. So there was 30,000... 000... Yeah, so that's that's the total without people taking away from it. Right, okay, sure. Yeah, so that's the, they did 30,000 refunds and then a bunch of other refunds done through Sony and Microsoft. And you're like, what? Ha-? So that doesn't actually give you the numbers. Like, these numbers would be super interesting to see, right? Because even yeah. if it was this 30,000, 30, like, that's, that's not a lot considering the amount of fervor behind... The hatred of that game, right? Like thirty thousand, no, of course not. Out yeah. of thirteen million, almost fourteen million is like nothing, which is kind of what I expected to be honest. Because I've seen this happen time and time again. Like, do you remember the uh, what was the first Call of Duty where they went to space? Or they did the sci-fi one. Oh, is that not Advanced Warfare? Advanced Warfare. Let's say that was the first Maybe. one. Sure. But I remember when they announced that one, like the first Call of Duty that was like kind of sci-fi esque. And you saw everyone going, you saw all the Call of Duty diehards going, ah, it's not modern military, I will not be buying this game, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And then the screenshots of, like, people's Steam friends list, and it's like everyone just fucking playing Advanced Warfare. Like, the outrage, quote-unquote outrage, that happens when tied to amount of effort required to refund a game or not actually actually take a stand and stand out or something is so vastly different. The, like, 30,000 sounds about kind of what I expected considering this. Sure, but yeah. the, but the fact that this doesn't actually include the platform store stuff is that doesn't actually help at all. So it may be no, significantly all, more than yeah. that. We don't actually know. Um. So they basically said, and yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there that's like they were profitable. They're still making money on it. They can still continue to support it. Um. They are. Continuing to plan to do the patches and all that kind of stuff is still happening, and they're still theoretically putting out that next gen patch this year sometime. I think September is kind of what they said roughly. So yeah, who knows? I, I'd like to see more of that game, but I would also like them to make good on everyone that they fucked over the first time. So I mean, yeah, you know, 
um yeah uh, and then the last thing i've got here is a uh, humble bundle made a change just uh tail end of last week that kind of confused a bunch of people so humble bundle traditionally when they offer their bundles at the end of the the store the checkout procedure they have the mm. slider that is like how much of your 15 pounds would you like to go to the developers uh, sorry how much would you like to go to the developers and humble and how much of it would you like to go to charity and there'll be a charity yeah. tied to a bundle and all this kind of stuff and the slider has always always been there a couple of months ago they it felt like uh, it seems like based on some reports they were a b testing removing that slider so like a bunch of people went through the checkout the slider was gone right like oh weird that's i wonder if that's a bug and they were like no we were testing a thing it's fine and then they came out today and was like, we are now going to remove the slider completely and make it a hard 15% to charity. And the rest of the money will go to... It's kind of unclear exactly what the split is for the the other 85%. I was going to say, but is it between them and the devs? Or is yeah, it like, something else? So or, I've yeah. got the, the blog post here. Um, Replace the sliders with defined amounts and an option to further support charity. So... Sliders will be replaced by toggles with defined splits that clearly show what amount of your purchase will support Humble, publishers, and charity. The extra to charity toggle will triple the split for charity to 15%. So it still caps at 15, but it's the cap is still 15. And yeah. the rest of it, it's kind of unclear based on this UI, like what this actually means. Default, okay, hold on. I can't, this is a GIF. Why can't I pause this GIF? This is bad. So there, okay. So it does. So the default donation does show three splits. It shows to humble, to developers, and to charity, and or sorry, publisher, charity, humble, and it shows you the numbers there. But it still does cap the the charity one to fifteen percent. If you if you do, and that's not the default. The default is less than that. But if you do the extra to charity, it maxes it at fifteen. Um, yeah. And better surfacing content. Yeah. So like. This feels like a weird move, like considering how much goodwill Humble have mm-hmm. garnered over the years for this thing. And like, I've definitely done a thing which is like, yeah, I want all of this to go to this particular charity or, or it's definitely Yeah, of course. Done. Yeah, everybody's done that. But the combination of the original AB testing and them not addressing it except for now, and then the wording on this, the wording on this blog post is so... It, it, it obfuscates like just enough about what all of this means where it's i'm still kind of looking at this i've read this a bunch of times then i'm still slightly confused as to what's actually happening because they yeah, don't show yeah. enough stuff there it's a weird move like what it is a really really strange move and it felt really bizarre until i went back and looked at a bunch of old stories i had forgotten this even happened or missed completely this has happened do you know who owns humble now no so in 2017, Humble got sold to IGN. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so IGN own Humble now as Ooh. a group. So you have, and again, like, there's no confirmation of this. I am completely speculating, but is it one of those things which is like, this is somebody somewhere in a business department trying to recoup an investment? Or yeah, is like, is Humble just not, like, and there's a bunch of interesting questions, like, has Humble ever been like profitable in inverted mm-hmm. commas or have they just always recouped enough to keep themselves running 
and then the rest of it is just charity focused like the sale to IGN does that mean they now suddenly have to start turning profits but like the idea that like the capping at 15% seems weird considering the, leg- the legacy of that organization yeah it's a very strange choice <laughs> It's a very there was a, number. There's a particular line in here that said why because there's there's a, a thing in here about why they're doing it. Uh, 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 uh. We'll share some updates coming to bundle pages, how these updates will help us continue to support charity in the future and how sliders fit into the picture. Um this test was part of our bigger so this is the A B test they're talking about. This test yeah. is part of our bigger plans to make updates to the bundle pages, but without any context we see here, raise some questions and let some confusion. Um, we should be more proactive in the future, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, here we go. We also want to take the time to provide insight into what's coming with the bundle pages and how it will be more in line with how our other products support charity. Since we launched bundles over a decade ago, the sliders have not changed, even as Humble has evolved by building products such as Humble Choice and the Humble Store that all support charity without the sliders. So this is a reference. So I, I subscribe to Humble Choice, which is the, was that, ten, is that tenor now? Nine ninety nine a month. I can't remember. And it's like you get nine ninety nine a month, and here's twelve games, and some of them are like, and it's all that tier of like, oh yeah, I meant to actually check this out, yeah, a few months yeah. ago. Like, and it's I, I am, to be clear, I am very happy with my subscription to Hubble Choice. It gets lets me try a lot of stuff I would not have tried, but those ones, both Humble Choice and the normal Humble Store, they have set percentages on their thing. So it's like, yeah, of every month, X amount of it goes to whatever the charity is. So their justification for removing this option is to make the bundle stuff in line with choice and store, which to me feels unnecessary. Like, why does it have to all be aligned? Like, what difficulties does this... What difficulties does this provide to you that you need to do this? Like, is it some weird, like, payment processing thing? But the fact fact that they don't say anything... like that in here yeah. suggests that it's just there's something else going on here and again it was always useful to see because again for me like the bundle stuff specifically um where you where like specific sponsored bundle bundles would come along so they've definitely done stuff for like um i can't even remember specific examples but they definitely come across which is like specific charities will come along and do hey we want to do a themed bundle and then you, at that point sure, you can go yeah. like yes crank up to like 90% or whatever it is to charity for a specific like specific reason like mm-hmm. maxing at 15% suddenly makes that much more uh much less of a sell mm-hmm. right like why would yeah. you why would you then partner with humble to do this stuff if you're capped at 15% like yes it's better than nothing but like you don't get the same return on your on your you're working with humble for that stuff it's just, it's a super weird move and when you read a blog post like this and again kind of going back to the destiny thing as well where like you read the blog post explaining it and the very obvious questions that you have are not deliberately not answered all that does is suggest the worst outcome right which is like or the the worst variation on the thing that you're yeah when when they're not when they're not giving you very clear reasoning behind their choices exactly then have to look into it yourself and you start thinking the worst and yeah it's yeah and it's the, it's the stuff like like um again they didn't specifically say this but like even the articles the news reports that i saw on this thing which said like they are capping the thing at 15 you don't even get the 15 by default you need to hit the specific extra 
give this thing to charity, extra to charity to get to the 15. And if you look at the UI, it starts to get into that really weird dark, dark pattern yeah, yeah, yeah. thing where like, I'll send you the GIF very quickly, but like, um, if you look at the GIF, the adjust donation thing is a drop down that's hidden in the main thing. So in order oh, for you to actually yeah. give 15, you need to hit how much you want to pay. And then there's like, how much you want to pay? There's the checkout button. And then there's a hidden drop down or this is a just oh, donation that you drop yeah. down. And then that, that is you actually give extra charity, which is your 15, like hiding yeah. it also makes it worse. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's just very not a strange choice. Yeah, It's a very, very weird choice. Um, and as far as I can tell, at time of recording, nobody's said anything extra about it. So, who knows? Who knows? Um, that's everything I've got. What have we got coming up? Uh, we have a space-based Startopia video coming up, probably the week you're hearing this. Um, so I just need to get it together. Um, yep. In terms of games, uh, obviously, Returnal comes out Friday. Um, which we'll see if we can do anything with that. We were talking briefly before we started recording that since yeah. I don't have a PS5 next to my PC, recording that thing becomes a bit weird, but we'll see if it even works and we might do something with that because it seems, the footage I've seen seen seems interesting about that. Um, new GTF rundown next week. Uh, what else is next? There was something else next week. Um, anything else happened? If there's next, next week, I don't think there is. Two things: the rundown and Returnal. Returnal. I swear there was something else. Doesn't matter. Anyway, those, so those are things I'll do, and then I want to finish this go um, and put more time. Oh, when's the new Apex uh, season? That's soon, right? Oh, that's that's Tuesday. Yeah, that yeah. is Tuesday. Okay, that was the other thing. Yeah, yeah with a new character. That new character looks great. I'm really interested to see how she plays. I'm upset she doesn't just have a Titan. Yeah, right. Especially when they were it's talking fucking... about. She's a pilot. Like she's actually she's a, a Titan pilot. pilot. She has the helmet. She just have a Titan, but yeah, I mean, her turning parts of a Titan into like a jumpsuit is pretty cool. I it's guess. pretty cool. Yeah, and there's a new bow. That'll be fun. Yep. Uh, finally, <laughs> bows and yeah, anyway. bows in Apex. So in Apex, great. Um, it's gonna be a sniper rifle, and it's gonna be really weird. That's the oh, probably, but I don't know. we'll see. Um, so yeah, there's some stuff, uh, but GameInstar.com is the name of the website. You can find all of our articles, videos, and podcasts are on there. We are on YouTube.com slash Game Start. If you subscribe there, you'll get notified when we put new videos up. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Game Engine Start, you'll find us there. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch. And that's us. Stay safe. Enjoy whatever it is you're playing. And we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.